This is an intro. It's arguably better than the previous one I wrote today. Um, this podcast is called Azeroth Coast to Coast, and I am Gavril, and this is Chris. Hi. And that's Kevin. Hello. Uh, Neth is currently unavailable at the moment, but uh, the show must go on. Um, so time is an ever-flowing river with ebbs and flows, cataracts and rapids. Bit by bit, it seeps away into the rock to be sequestered and forgotten. That's a really fancy way of saying I don't remember what we actually talked about two weeks ago. And this week, we're going to be talking about stuff. Hi guys, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Can I just say when you said with ebbs and flows, I really wish you said with LBs and flows. No, it's LB. No, that doesn't make sense within the context of the statement. Nothing we say makes sense. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Um. So, how are you guys doing? How's it been going for the last couple of weeks? Oh, good, you know, <laughs> it's it's going yeah. as good as it can go. Goes as good as it can go. Okay, that's fair. Um, so Kevin, you've got the shortest one. So, what you been up to in gaming the last two weeks, buddy? Maybe don't tell um, people that, Gav. <laughs> yeah, I've been gaming. I mean, that's one of the only things left to do. Um, mostly playing Warzone with LB, and I played a Warzone game with Gavril. Yay! One game. We almost won. We got to second place, I think. We got to second place. Some asshole jumped off of a cliff and almost killed me, but then he did kill me. But he did kill you. I was going to say, yeah. he, he did actually jump off that cliff and kill you. Um, I I hit a bad time to reload my weapon yeah. when someone's in your face. Faster to swap um, than it is to reload. Yep. So and then I also played some Heroes of the Storm on Monday night with Vincent Minucci, our friend, who is still playing playing Destiny, by the way. Yeah, he is really angry that we got him into it. Fucking left. Yeah, and left. I Um, didn't get him into it, so I'm not taking any of the blame. I I got him into it. I blame Kevin specifically for that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I am to blame. So, yeah, that was fun. I mean, Heroes is still a fun game. I mean, I love Heroes. And then last night I played with Danny and Anthony and our friends from Colorado. Colorado. I miss those guys. I never get to speak to them anymore. Yeah. They're all fucking off doing their own thing. So, yeah. Um, So that was fun. And that's that's about it. I mean, I got my puzzle done. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, saw your puzzles. You're obsessed with these puzzles, and it's so adorable. Big deal. (laughs) That was a big deal. And then I bought a Dungeons and Dragons puzzle. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that. It's in for the man who no longer plays Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I was gonna say he'll do Mm -hmm. a D and D puzzle, but he won't play D and D. I mean, I don't know which one (laughs) is more painstaking. (laughs) Um, Uh, Definitely the live session of D and D. Probably. 
Absolutely, 100%. I was really, first of all, if you guys don't know, Mondo Tees is the website. They put together some really awesome puzzles, and it's a good way to kill a week, like, because that's how long it took to do that puzzle. Yeah, I don't, I'm not allowed to do puzzles at home, A, because of cats, and B, because I will just sit and do the puzzle all day. Yeah, he's he's a little, he's a little crazy. I'm a little bit of the, I'm... My wife made a mistake when we like first got together and like one of my first Christmas presents from her was a set of puzzle rings. And that was the first present I opened on Christmas. And I spent the rest of Christmas ignoring everybody because I was so laser focused on those damn puzzle rings. What's a puzzle ring? I don't even know what this is. Uh, it's a set of and this one was a set of geometric interlocking flat plane rings with a lot of hard angles. And it was the goal of it was to disconnect the rings from each other. Uh, and yeah, I used four rings that were interconnected in two pairs. And yeah. Yeah, I didn't solve that. And my wife actually took it away from me and hit it. And she has never given it back to me since. And that was like eight or nine years ago at this point. Wow, that's funny. I mean, yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. Black Spoiler Smith alert. It's in the trash. It probably did get thrown away more than likely, or my mother <laughs> has it, or one of my brothers has it. And yeah, and Crash is correct in the Twitch chat, and he's mentioning that those are also sometimes called blacksmith puzzles. And yes, they are sometimes called blacksmith puzzles. I love puzzles, is the thing. Anything that, like dexterity puzzles, memory puzzles, anything like that, I love that kind of shit. And yeah, my wife doesn't allow me to do anything that requires that kind of thing, because I will just like laser focus in on it and ignore everything. Ignore all the humans. Yeah. Well, I, I, I learned something new about jigsaw puzzles today. What? Oh, blacksmith puzzles. I, I li- literally just mentioned that. I know. That's why I need that's to figure not, out what they that's are. Not what, that, that's not what. That's. Oh, what? Yeah. What I was talking about. The. It's not actually a jigsaw puzzle. It's. It's a. It's a dexterity puzzle. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's. That's what I was talking about. Where it was two sets of. Uh, interlocking rings that were then locked together like wrought iron kind of sort of yeah these were a very smooth polished like hematite kind of material and yeah interesting Uh, but yeah i yeah i laser focus in on those things um neth how you doing oh just so much work and sleeping because of so much work i've been playing a lot of the witcher 3 lately Neth, oh, Neth, Neth was nice. here. Neth was here this morning uh, when we started the writing out the podcast, writing out our rough script, and uh, then she had to go. So she got in her what her two weeks have been. So she also got a Gmail as well. So that's there as well. Yep. So she did get some information in for us. So um, Neth, we love you. It's like she's still here. Love yeah, you. I've been playing a lot of Witcher 3 and, you know, I'm just I'm loving like cutting people's heads off with my swords because that's an animation that happens sometimes. My God, your is neck terrible. is terrible. <laughs> my neck is terrible. It's I know. Terrible. I said it. Yeah. Like so much work. And oh, now she's a valley girl <laughs> because of so much work. And then like I've been playing like The Witcher 3. Now she's and... cliche in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. That's his texting and says that she doesn't sound like that. He does indeed sound like that. <laughs> she doesn't want to be portrayed as a valley girl. I, I will. Pre- you don't show up. I'll portray you however the fuck I want. <laughs> Artistic license has been artistic license. Yes. 
not revoked, can't revoke artistic license. You cannot shackle creativity, sir, or ma'am. Okay. Um, so, Chris, what have you been up to, buddy? You got a fucking novel up there, dude. It's not a novel. Uh, still been reading in WoW. Uh, we are back to regearing our alts and our, our new players, getting them, trying to get them curved before the end of the expansion. Um, leveling a hunter in classic because uh, during COVID-19, I apparently turned into a masochist. Um, I'm also gearing my dancer in 14 after work, so I've been doing that. And I played the Final Fantasy VII remake last night. A lot of fun. Right? Yeah, you did it. You were having a lot of fun with Final Fantasy VII last night, so I was I was very happy for you. I don't know if I'm actually gonna have fun with that if I even get a PS4, because I will have to buy a PS4 for that. And yeah, I it's, there's rumors of a PC port, but I don't I don't see it happening. I mean, I, yeah, I really don't see it happening. I can, I can see Sony having paid a bundle for it to be a PS, a PlayStation exclusive. Mm. But no, that, that's uh, we played D and D as well a uh, little bit. That, that was fun. I, I almost caused a TPK because my character's curious and wants to look at things, and yeah, I almost killed everyone. That was fun. Yeah, you did. You did almost kill everybody. People just kept failing those wis- those wisdom saving throws left and right. Yep. I mean, that's what you get for picking up a dodgy mask in the middle of a field next to a town that is surging with wild magic. Yep. And the best part is I'm the only one that knew it was surging with wild magic, which piqued his curiosity even more. Yep. And you knew it would pique his curiosity even more because you're an asshole. Yep, I know. But, uh, you know, um, Jarvis was there too, and uh, Jarvis was not helpful. Oh, we are so looking forward to sacrificing this gnome. I'll be sacrificing the gnome. Uh, But yeah, so my last two weeks have been pretty work related mostly <laughs> um i got on and i played a little bit of warzone with lb uh and kevin um i've been playing a lot of monster hunter world um whenever seth shows up uh vil whenever those two kind of show up i try to get some monster hunter world in. oh pardon me with them um i mean besides that not too much i played some cave story last night because i haven't played cave story in like 10 years and it's a fantastic game, and it's still one of my favorite indies that's ever been released. Um, besides that, not a whole lot. Um, did uh, session two of D and D, and these people are now all realizing that if they take all of the narrative hooks I've planted, they are never going to get anything done because a single session is going to basically encompass an entire day. <laughs> Because I plant so many narrative hooks all over the place, you all just keep uh, you keep pulling on them. And it's like, you don't have to pull on all the narrative hooks, Christopher. My character likes to poke things. I'm sorry. I know. Working as intended. It's like, yeah, hey, this three-hour session, you know, it's basically going to cover, you know, like 
eight and a half hours worth of game time. And that's going to be it. You put a shiny magic object in front of my character. He's going to play with it. I know, and it's going to potentially cause a TPK because people keep failing their wisdom saves. Yep. Um, so what, I think that's about it for the last two weeks. Anybody else got anything to add on that? Um, we are going to be trying at Tailspire later today, and we'll be streaming that. Uh, yes. Um, today, which is in it's April 11th, uh, so Saturday, uh, Chris and I are going to be doing a little bit of streaming on Tailspire later, and we're going to play around and see what happens, see what we can do with it. Yeah, we'll stream um, that on the ACTC channel and probably my channel as well, so we'll have two different viewpoints. Yep, uh, and uh, so yeah, that's going to be real interesting. Um, then besides that, not a whole lot else going on, but guys, guys, we got a mortgage offer for ACTC. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, so so who, who's, the big times? who's paying for me to move over? Yep. Yeah, because we definitely need to make the uh, ACTC no. stream house. <laughs> the ACTC yep. stream house. Oh, God. That's a thing that's happening. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a thing that's that. happening. Um, just some it's like the spring break house, but worse. Just some mattresses on the floor and some plywood tables holding up. And lots, lots of empty bottles of Mountain Dew everywhere. Uh, you're funny because those bottles of Mountain Dew will be full of piss. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We'll have the, the Mountain Dew pile for the drinkable, Mountain Dew pile for the piss, and the shit bucket in the corner. I mean, it's basically all the same thing, so. <laughs> so, Kevin, shout-outs. I don't think we really heard anything from anybody else, so. Just for context, people, just for context, we got no emails, but we did get some mortgage, mortgage offers in our emails. <laughs> I don't think anyone had any idea what we're talking about there. Yeah, probably not. Um, though I will mention we did say hello to uh, to a new member of the Discord in the last Good. week, I think. Yep. Uh, and so, the introductions. Yep. Uh, over introductions. So uh, welcome aboard. Um, I'm so sorry that you've chosen to listen to us. Yeah, like we appreciate you. Or... Yeah, Patty Cakes on the Discord. Uh, uh, she's uh, welcome aboard. Says, uh, plays Horde side, uh, well, uh, healing and an avid league player. And she listened to the show and likes our vibe. So, welcome to the Discord. Welcome to the madness. And we are so sorry. Yeah, you'll be gone soon enough. So, it's okay. It's okay. We we're, are we're used to the rejection. So sorry. We're we blaming us. <laughs> yes. And yes, crash. Plywood tables holding up shaky plywood tables, yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kevin, your shout-outs. Mm -hmm. I would like to give some shout-outs from people who listen to the show from different countries throughout the world. Shout-outs to those in the U.S., Canada, United Kingdom, Sweden, and for maybe the first time, Russia. Oh, Mother Russia joins us. Uh, if we had, If I had my soundboard active, we would be... Like that, but that, yeah, that no, I, I say you, you know exactly you what. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you need to set up your soundboard. I have, I have the soundboard set up. It's just I had some problems with the virtual cables last time for some reason, so I have to spend some more time getting the soundboard back up for some. Uh, give us a it. Russia joke. Uh, oh God, do you want a Russian In mother reversal? Russia? Yes. Oh, so you want a, you want you want a Yakov Smirnov Russian reversal that's older yep. than either of us. 
Yeah. Well, maybe not Do you. It. Um, in Soviet Russia, you call mother, not mother call you. I don't fucking know. You put me on the spot there, asshole. <laughs> in Mother Russia podcast podcast you podcasts you yes that is a terrible russian reversal and and that's about average for a russian reversal okay (laughs) so uh good job you captured the spirit of yakov smirnov yay i i appreciate that hey chris i hate everything (laughs) yeah You've got, uh, you're, I got gonna, like, you're going to ejaculate about, uh, about World of Warcraft for a little bit. So I'm just going to kind of Yeah, I'm that. going to just go jizz everywhere. Okay, so first off, uh, not Shadowlands related news. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But the Mythic Dungeon Invitational starts today. Uh, International, sorry, they've rebranded. The Mythic Dungeon International kicks off today. Day one is currently live. Uh, as we are recording, uh, and it is the Euro and Asia er- uh, regions that are live right now. So to watch it, you can either go to the YouTube where they are streaming it, or you, c- I believe they are streaming it on their Twitch channel as well. Um, and it's, so it's going to be going from now. So you've got uh, Europe and Asia today. Uh, you've got Americas on the 18th and 19th. Uh, and then Europe again uh, to, uh, a week from there. And it's going to go back and forth until the uh, cup sections are done. Uh, and there's multi-language streams. So if you're watching it, watching the Americas one, you've got English, Spanish, and Portuguese. And if you're watching the European one, English, Spanish, Portuguese, and Chinese, Taiwanese. Uh, all, all the list, uh, all the list of casters information and the links to all the teams and such will be on our uh, will be in our show notes and yeah i do like the the mythic dungeons mythic Dungeons stuff it's very fun to watch yeah uh yeah there you go yeah so we'll break away from that now and get to the important stuff um shadowlands alpha is live it kicked off oh yeah uh so uh Yay! Uh, we've got a lot of... Bit, here's the thing, we've got a lot of things and this is the first time, at least that I can remember from a beta I don't know if you want to... I don't know if you'll agree or disagree or want to correct it that we've had so much transparency, I want to say on their philosophies, on what they're doing here Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean they've been it's more transparent than it's been, been before. Pretty transparent. This is the first time, though, really, that I can, that I, at least that I can remember them actually saying flat out, "We fucked up. We're sorry." Because in a lot I mean, of the, I end- don't agree to that. What that they've said that? I mean, I don't agree that they're going to actually listen. I mean, if you look at just the class changes, they're lessening. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, there's a Let's get into crap ton of stuff. Yeah, um, there is a full list of everything that's been data mined from the current build. Uh, we've got build 9.0.133978, which is the current build on the beta right on the alpha build right now. There is 
a metric fuck ton, a lot of spoilers, so we're not going to be going into them. Um, but some interesting points. Um, one of the things that really made me head tilt a little was there's been strings added for gamepad support. Yeah. Um, now that would people, be cool. Well, the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh, you're not going to be able to do this, but you can already do this. There's add-ons and third-party software out there that allows you to do this. You can already play well with a controller. This is just official support for it. You know, the only thing that would prevent me from playing WoW with a controller? Too many what? fucking buttons. Well, yeah. again, I will, I will argue because Final Fantasy XIV, you've been able to play that with a controller since launch. And it's got, it's arguably got more complex classes than WoW does. Do you have to use like shift modifiers? What you can do with the same button. No, you just. I'm talking about people who are actually playing on PlayStation and don't use keyboards, Kevin. Oh. Mm hmm. So you can argue, you can already do it. Like Final Fantasy has proven you can be competitive and play it on a controller. And bear in mind, Final Fantasy doesn't have third party add ons, so it doesn't have weak horrors. It doesn't have the, the boss mods. It doesn't have stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I would I, I, I'm okay with this I would like it, I think it'd be great It'd be nice to be able to try it I don't think I would ever use it like As, as my main source, of, main way to play the game But I think it's very interesting Yeah I would play it with a controller if I could Without Needing to do like shift key modifiers On my controller to hit the same button and have multiple functions. I still think well, there's then, too many That's what I'm saying. Well. You can do that with a controller, no problem. Because you already do that on 14. If I had eight total buttons to press, I would Final play it Fantasy. with a controller. I mean, Final Fantasy XI also did it with controllers, too. So, hmm? um, What was it? Wildstar used controllers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff is used controllers. So, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, wow. Just has a shitload of stuff that you do though. There's and I mean they're even adding more buttons back in. So more buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're unsquishing some of the old uh, some of the old abilities. Is the word they use unpruning some of the. Well, old let, let's get into that because I want to know what the. Yeah, what let's the get into is. the class philosophy. Um, so we're not going to go through every single one, um, because that would take a long time. But what we can do is look at the ones that we find particularly interesting. Yeah. And flat out right now, Death Knights, super happy. Give me back the ability to tank on all cla- all all uh, all uh, specs. I mean, yes, I would agree, but no, that's not coming. But what is coming? Uh, Death and Decay, uh, Anti Magic Zone, Lich Bane. Uh, Raised Dead and Chains of Ice are all becoming baseline for all Death Knight specs. Um, and for Frost DKs specifically, you can once again finally choose between two one handed weapons and one two handed weapon. Rejoice, Frost DKs. Give back tanking specs. I, I agree. I I loved being an unholy tank back in the day. It was fantastic. I, I was it. I was an unholy tank also. So, um, I miss that still. 
<laughs> uh, let's see. What else? What what other ones do you guys find quite interesting that we're getting back? Uh, fuck if I know who plays WoW anymore. Uh, let's see then. Um, uh, I mean they're adding AOE back to every spec. Yes, I did notice that. Arcane explosion oh. is going to be on every yeah. single, every single spec. And uh, we're getting fire and frostward back as well from ages. Yep. Um, <laughs> and alter time. <laughs> yes, and Stone is already trying to jump ahead <laughs> in what we're going to be talking about. Also, so so we'll get to that in a minute. Stone. Alter horses, uh, Stone. Yeah, it's on our list, Stone. <laughs> Uh, it is definitely um, 100% on the list. But yeah, uh, Alter Time's coming back from ages. Yeah, That's okay. going to be fun. Yep, yep, yep. It's, uh, I mean, we're getting Tracer's Blink back, so... Mm. Um, priests are getting uh, Power Infusion baseline for all, ca- all specs, and it could be cast on friendlies this time around. So that's um, fucking ridiculous. So Just a giant one, haste buff. One of the ones that actually matters to me is like it barely matters to me, but uh Bosak, Hammer of Wrath, Sense of Dead Shield, the Righteous Turn Evil, and Glory Word of Glory are all going to be available to all paladin specs again. Yes, yes. Uh, paladins are using uh, all paladins, I believe, are using holy power again holy as well. Power. Aren't they? They're going back to holy power again, which I'm not happy strictly about, but I mean I I'll live with it. You'll deal uh, you'll I'll I'll deal. Um, okay, I'm just looking at some of this stuff. Uh, Crusader and Devotion auras are coming back to all Paladin specs again. Yes. So. Uh, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Holy Paladins rejoice because Glimmer is going to be a talent now at level 50. Mm-hmm. So one of the good things that came out of Battle for Azeroth, Glimmer. I think Paladins fucking love the Glimmer playstyle, so I think they're they're going to be very happy with that. Uh, um, oh, monks! Okay. Have you seen what's happening with monks? Uh, monks have never made any sense to me at all. So <laughs> that's fine. Um, all three monks, uh, all three monk specs will get expel harm, uh, fortifying brew, spinning crane cap, and touch of death. Touch of death is going back to the original iteration, uh, where you pop it and it uh, and it instantly kills something with your health pool. Um. I really like the fact that they are giving Wake of Ashes baseline to all rep pallies. That is very cool, actually. I like Wake of Ashes. I mean, that was just such a... That was, in Legion, that was just such a definitive, defining thing. It really changed up the rotation for rep pallies. Having Wake um, of Ashes as an extra AoE ability. Yeah. Um. The So, monks are getting new Celestials uh, buffs that go... Th- uh, that they can call upon and they'll do things depending on their spec. Um, so Brewmasters will get um, Invoke Nuzao, the Black Ox. Uh, Windwalkers obviously currently, ha- currently have Invoke Zuen, so they'll have that. Uh, and Mistweavers are getting Invoke Yulon, the Jade Serpent. And Mistweavers currently also already have Invoke Chiji, and that's getting a redesign. So Mistweavers are going to have two um, the Yulon one is for casting heals, and the re- uh, the Chiji one seems to be for punching and healing. That's what it looks like. We look looks like we're getting fist weaving back, and I'm really happy about that because fist weaving is so cool. <laughs> uh, Windwalkers are now getting the option between uh, dual wielding and uh, two hander. 
Yep, and so are Brewmasters, both uh, Wind Walker and Brewmaster are getting that back. I mean, you don't have to, like, juggle bullshit about expertise and crap anymore, so, I mean, it makes sense. Now, the one I'm super excited about, so I want to mention it, Shamans. All specs are getting Chain Heal, Chain Lightning, Healing Stream Totem, Flame Tongue Weapon, Flame Shock, Frost Shock, Lightning Shield... And Searing Totem is making a return. Um, interesting. Um, go ahead. Um, not only is Searing Totem coming back, but Wind Fury Weapon and Wind, uh, and Maelstrom Weapon, sorry, Wind Fury Weapon and uh, Wind Fury Totem are also coming back. Super excited. <laughs> God help us all. Um... God help us all. Um, I'm, you know, the only thing I'm really psyched about is Mind Soothe and Priest. Really? I'm, I'm quite happy for Mind Soothe coming back. Like, oh yeah, you have an aggro radius? No, you don't. There's a bunch of things. You, you, um, Shadow Word Death and Shadow Word Pain available for all specifications. Like it yeah. used to be, yep. Yeah, like it just it's like, exactly like it used to be. Yeah, just like it used to be. Crazy. Back to how it was. I love it. And um, sorry, go on. No, I was saying, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, warlocks, you're getting your curses back. Uh, curse of tongues, curse of recklessness, curse of weakness, curse of doom, and in addition, all warlocks will receive demonic circle at baseline. Yay! <laughs> um, now people are slightly upset about warriors, and I kind of get it. Um, so all warrior specs are getting execution, hamstring, pain, uh, you know, uh, ignore pain, shield block, shield slam, slam, spell reflect, wind fury, all those things. But going specifically to fury warriors, there is no choice as there has been for other specs um, to choose different weapons. So currently you are still sitting with Titan's Grip. Single-minded fury has not made a return. I'm quite upset about that because I would totally play Fury Warrior if a single-minded came back, but it's not at the moment. But we'll discuss that later because there's other things built around that during an interview with Ian, so we'll talk about that later. All right. Uh, um, anything, anything else you want to mention here? Uh, no, I mean, we probably should go over the AoE stuff. I mean, I, I think it's good to mention that in the beginning of this post, the blue post, they mentioned that um, they they want to be able to give players customization options in their class and express how they want to have their own character engage in combat. So instead of taking away abilities and narrowing down specifications, they're kind of broadening the choices for each of the specs so that you can choose the abilities that you want. So I think that's cool. Um, it's I think one gonna... of, I think at BlizzCon one of the de- one of the developers uh, had the best way of of phrasing it is that they went too far into spec identity, and they lost class identity because of it. Yep, hundred percent. And now um, you might yeah. have two holy priests that do things slightly differently instead of everyone using the same abilities and the same rotations. Well, it's not even just that; it's the fact that. When you look at, say, let's use let's use mages for as an example. When you 
pick Frost, you are Frost. There is no fire abilities. There's lit, there's very few arcane abilities. Like you've got one or two that you can work with. But you're a Frost Mage through and through. You're not a mage. And that's one of the big things about World of Warcraft, at least back in the day. Uh, whether you inspect any Frost, you could go deep into the Fire Tree and become a Frost Fire Mage. So you were a hybrid. You were, you had the Frost abilities, you had the Fire abilities, you still had your Arcane stuff that you had access to, but it wasn't as powerful. But in reality, all it really meant was that you went down a prescribed set of points in the tree and picked up the necessary talents. Yes, no, don't get me wrong, I'm no, in no way, shape, or form asking to bring the old talent trees back because they, they were shit. They, they gave the illusion of choice, they didn't actually give you a choice. You did a build, and then you stuck with it the whole expansion. Never bring those talents back, ever, under any circumstances. Please. Get um, back Von Spector Ryan. <laughs> but, Von Spector Ryan. I hate the fact that if I go mage, I have no access to the other stuff. Like, if I, I'm a mage, I should have access to fi uh, Fire Blast or Arcane Explosion. Because Just because I've prioritized Frost doesn't mean I have no knowledge of Fire Arcane. Uh -huh. So I like that they're going back to class identity over spec identity. I like that. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I'm. I'm. One thing that we've have forgot to mention that we always talk about when we're talking about alpha and PTR stuff. Please remember, everything we talk about is tentative and subject to change. This is testing. This is where feedback is used and fixed for things. So please don't, don't, don't take everything with a, a grain of salt. You, you literally cannot see me right now, but I, you can hear me rolling my eyes and using air quotes every time you said tentative and they're listening. I know. Mm. I could feel it. Yep. <sighs> I, they, they don't they don't have a good track record. I know. Of of actually listening to the feedback given. I now, think that they're they, making a much bigger attempt this release than I, previous I'm, I'm releases. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and saying that they're giving that they're attempting to do better. I can give them the benefit of the doubt to it. Does that mean I think that they're going to actually, you know, act on player feedback? No. We can hope though. We can hope, and we don't know for sure. Hope is dead. Talk about the AOE changes, because I think I may have misunderstood them. I think I'm not. I'm not 100 on these. I think you may be. I think you may be looking at it as like everything is going to be capped on AOE, and it's not. So the from how I am reading it, now that is I I, I am not a game dev, and I am not 100 percent on it. But how I am reading what the AoE changes are stating is that certain classes and certain spells will be fairly uncapped from what I can tell. Or they may have a much higher cap. But other abilities and other specs will have a much lower cap. Like they specifically call out uh, warriors and rogues and, you know, blade flurry and, you know, uh, sweeping strikes, things like that. Those are traditionally what was called cleave. Back in the day, cleave traditionally hits a smaller number of targets, but doesn't do an amount of damage to each of those targets. AOE is different. AOE is your classic AOE. That's your Holy Nova. It's your Arcane Explosion. That's your um, Blizzard, Blizzard, Flame Strike, uh, Hellfire, uh, things like that. Um, those abilities, from what I'm reading, will be less capped or uncapped. I'm not sure. 
they have not given any concrete firm information on this yet, and nothing's really come out of the alpha stage stuff. There's been no leaks from the alpha stage stuff about it, as far as I'm aware. What they have said about those type of abilities, the AoE, it looks like, again, from what I'm reading, uh, they're going to add some new kind of, or potentially add some new kind of damage fall-off, which will cause the damage done to, uh, to each target to reduce gradually based on the number of targets. I mean, that's how it used to be, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that is how it used to be. Like, yeah, I mean, you could go back and play Classic right now, and there's a, there's a, the damage is divided amongst the targets evenly. Well, based on just the class changes and the AoE change going back more to what it was, how, how, is this because of Classic? Has it had that big an influence? I think they, probably. No, honestly, I think it's because they just keep getting bitched at every year because, oh, dungeons are too easy. You just gather everything up and nuke it. And then they change it. They go way too far in the other direction and they go back to, you know, Shattered Halls, BC, where you didn't have like all of the all of the utility that you've got right now. And everybody goes, oh, no, it's too hard. It's too hard. And then they nerf it again, like uh, Legion. I don't think they're flip-flopping. I think that they probably are seeing the fact that, you know, what was classic? Why are people interested in classic? What are they going back for? And then trying to take some of that incorporated into the base game, no? But the problem with that logic, though, is that they cannot implement everything from classic again. I mean... But it's not implementing it directly. It's like, what do people like? What are they excited about? What are they doing? I mean, if if they listen to that, though, we would have the old talents back. Because for some reason, people yeah. seem to like those talent trees. The illusion of choice. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, with the current talent, like, I always use this as an example. During Cataclysm, I think I changed my Discipline Priest talents once throughout the whole expansion. And that was because it was a forced reset because they had redesigned a couple of talents. Hmm. Whereas, I change my spells per fight. I change my talents per fight with the new talent system. Mm, I I mean, I think that there can be a happy medium there. I mean, I think people do like the old talent trees because it forces them to make choices and the choices that you make are impactful. It doesn't there, were no that, there, were, there were no choices. You like I will I will t- I will give you priest for an example, okay? Priest you had a very narrowly defined set of talents you had to hit on the trees. You had to hit spirit tap, basically. You wouldn't for leveling. Let's 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 give you the leveling one to start with. You had to hit spirit tap. You had to hit mind flay. You had to hit improved shadow word paint. You had to hit wand spec. You had to hit divine spirit. You had to have those talents if you were leveling. If you were doing any amount of soloing. Because you had, because your your mana generation, your mana regeneration was so garbage without them. Um, when you got up to the rating level, you had to respec at that point. Everybody had to respec pretty much once they hit rating level. Once you hit level sixty. Yep. Um, in that, you had to take divine spirit. You had to take improved inner fire. You had to take certain abilities. There was no choice. You had to go all the way through holy pretty much. You had to grab. Uh, what was it? Uh, Prayer of Healing, I think, was the holy one. Uh, no, it wasn't Prayer of no, Healing. It was Spirit Guardian. Guardian Spirit. No, no, that was that was that was Burning Crusade. That was 
that was BC or Wrath. Um, oh my shit! What was the talent? Was I it, don't was know. It, was it Spirit Guardian? It was Spirit Guardian. I'm looking up the talents right now. What it, what was the classic talents for Priest? I haven't well played Priest light well. You didn't go all the way down because you needed Lightwell. Because Lightwell was at the very bottom and you did not need that at all. You went down for Spirit of Redemption. You went 20 points in for Spirit of Redemption. To, yeah, to get, your, to get your Spirit. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, but you also had... But the thing is, Kevin, you were talking about like minor mechan... We're not talking about mechanical changes through these most of the time. You're talking about a minor increase to how things work. Like a one percent crit and cheat uh, increase per per point, and you have five points. Twenty five point twenty five points into holy, five point talent. Increase the amount of healing spell spells. Increase the amount healed by your healing spells by two percent. Like we're not talking massive. We're not talking game changing. Yeah, this is not game changing in the slightest. It it gives you a total bonus of ten percent to your healing spells. This is not like. This is not like choosing a different talent on a row in the current system where that can completely change up your playstyle potentially. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, there were people out there who did, like a, a perfect example, do a frost fire build where you had points in fire and, a point, and points in frost. And that, that's what people did. People did quirky builds. I remember back in Wrath of the Lich King, there, you, there was a PvP build for paladins where you went full down the prot tree and wore holy gear. You were unkillable. Yep. I'm I'm just I'm rebuilding my shadow, my my shadow leveling talents right now. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember how all this worked because you literally take anything that removes interruption. I am using essentially the same leveling build I used in vanilla for my classic hunter right now. Because <laughs> I remember I it through and through. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember most of this shit by heart. So it's like, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, there was there was there were certain things you had to take and it was inner focus and improved inner fire were the ones you had to take. But yeah, I mean, it's just like there were so many. Classic talents were no better than uh, modern talents, modern talents, just the abilities are more impactful. Generally. Because you have things like um, the res- like uh, like the the proc resets and auto attack resets in some of the melee abilities and things that proc, which is a significant change to how your playstyle is sometimes in some cases. Versus- don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Go ahead. I was just gonna say I will under no circumstances say that the current talent system is perfect. Far fucking oh, no. from it. But it's way better than we had because it actually gives you a choice. It's not an illusion of choice. You can choose to build full AoE for this encounter. You can choose to build full single target for this encounter. Um, it's a little more difficult with the way Azerites are working uh, because of Azerite gear. It's a little more difficult because if your Azerite is built to be entirely single target, you need a second Azerite set to be built entirely AoE. So it's a bit more difficult. But High-end raiders will high-end mythic raiders will do that, whereas like heroic raiders and normal raiders and LFRs will not. So it doesn't really matter. You can do it to have a full Azerite setup with a single target or an AoE talent build. I'm just like, yeah, God help us. Oh, this is one way that they can bring back choice without having to lock people into specs. 
using the talent tree system, obviously. I mean, I would make an argument that there's other games like Diablo where they're bringing back talent trees, and I like that because it forces you to make selections, and hopefully they've balanced the talent. I mean, everything that you guys have just been talking about in the past 15 minutes can be summed up by they didn't seem to do a good job of balancing the talents so that you could make choices, and everyone just found the optimal build and picked that. I mean, I mean, that's how every MMO ever is. That's you were always going to find the optimal talent choices. Yeah, that's 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 just a thing gamers do. It's, they min max the shit out of everything. That is just how it is always going to be. That is just the nature of the whole of how it works. Like people will always just try to find the path of least resistance. And LB is LB's correct. He's saying that it's not it's all we are saying is it's easier to balance. It's not better. And that's correct. Mm-hmm. Fair. I'm not saying that the current talent system is any better than anything else. I'm not saying that it's better than the classic talent system. Yeah, and I mean, Stone even mentions that it's it's not just MMOs. It's it's D&D. It's all sorts of other stuff. People will attempt to min max everything. I mean, you remember Kargoff. <laughs> yep, I remember. But I it's was like, two-shotting and, and, shit. It was great. And that's just the nature of how games work. People will seek the path of least resistance, and that usually means improving things to the point that they are better than everything else. Problem is that people go, oh, well, this isn't complex. This should be more complex. And then they don't actually want complexity. They want the mm-hmm. ability to get to the point they want to be at faster. And then they get the Path of Exiles, and they're like, no, Path of Exiles good on complexity. Has, Path of Exiles still has optimal builds. Mm-hmm. True. Like, it doesn't matter how complex the system is, there are still optimal builds around it. I mean, Sphere Grid, Final Fantasy X, you know, there's a, there are optimal routes through the Sphere Grid. I mean... Path of Exile, there are optimal routes through the uh, through the talent grid, the, the spheres system, or whatever the hell you want to call it. <clears throat> there were optimal ways to play uh, every class in WoW. There were slight differences, but there were always optimal paths. You always went down to Blade Fury, you always went down to Repost, you always went down to XYZ, you know? We have I mean, tangent that, so hard. That's fine. I mean, I just like where... They try to balance things out enough so that you can make choices and you're like, oh, I'm going to re-roll another character and try a different path and see how that does. Choices and like, a... That's just how I like to play. I mean, I don't, like reading a, I don't like reading a build online and then just doing exactly what they tell me <laughs> to do. I hate to sound like choices a 13-year-old. I, I did. I hate to sound like a 13-year-old Mogoth, but choice is an illusion in these games. There is no choice. <laughs> You went full on cliche there. I love it. I, I mean, I hate, like I said, I mean, I hate to sound like a 13 year old Molgoth, but choice is an illusion, man. It's like there let's is move no on. true choice. We've gone down a rabbit hole that we can't seem to get out of. So let's move on to, to covenant classes and signature abilities. So what the fuck I is think a choice is an illusion clash? again. I think choice is an illusion, Chris. Yeah, this is, this is back to choice is an illusion. Is there an <laughs> optimal covenant? <laughs> There will, there, yes, there, will be, there will be. There will be. There will be an Jesus optimal Christ. covenant depending on your 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 class and depending your on role. what content you're going to be doing. Your class depends role and content role, you're yeah. going to be doing. Yep. There will be 100% a talent that is best for Mythic Plus. There will 100% be a talent that's best for raiding. There will 100% be a talent uh, a choice that's best for um, PvP. 
that is just fact with the way the current covenant system works. Yep, 100%. Um, and I do not like that, personally. It is going to be a case where I'm going to completely ignore that because fuck the man, what are and the I will do what I want. So the th- covenants <laughs> are four storylines. It's, it's, but you know how in Legion you had like 12 fucking storylines going on at yeah. the same time? Yeah. Because every class had their own class hall and their own story? Yep. And you know how in Legion there were two stories? Horde and Alliance, uh, Battle for Azeroth, there was Horde and Alliance story? Oh, there was different zones with their own stories. That doesn't matter. The main story. We're not talking about the zones. We're talking about the actual, like, yeah, the system stories. This is the the Covenant system stories, not the BFA story or the Shadowlands story. No, what was it called? The the main quest in the upper right corner of your map? The War Front. The War War Campaign. The War Campaign. War Campaign. Yes, you had the Order Hall Campaign. You had your Class Order Hall Campaign in Legion. You had your war campaign in Battle for Azeroth, and now you'll have your covenant campaign in Shadowlands. Your covenant story campaign, whatever the hell you want to end up calling it. Yeah, in Shadowlands. So basically they've said, and I believe one of the blue post mentions this specifically, there were too many stories in, there were too many storylines and it was too com- complicated to tell in Legion. And then Battle for Azeroth had too few storylines and it was too simple. So they're trying to strike a middle ground. Four rather than 12 or whatever it was. Four rather than 12 and two. <laughs> and I was um, good with one. So the, the, and I couldn't even follow that. There was always two storylines, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I think he's talking about uh, Final no. Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> no. Horde and Alliance. Couldn't follow that one. Oh, that's two separate storylines. Horde and Alliance had two different storylines. Um so the covenants are the Kyrians, which are the denizens of Bastions. Uh denizens of Bastion, sorry. Uh which are these dead are more... people who have given up all of their sin. These are more angelic people who have given up sin, yes. Um, you have the Necrolords. Uh, these are very similar to Liches, Warlocks, uh, and things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Night Fae, uh, Guardians of Nature. Uh, they are based in Ardenweald. Uh, and what does it say? The Shepherd beings through the life cycle of, uh, the cycle of life and death. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy gave you a scare. Uh, f- interesting point. Ardenweald is the uh, Shadowlands equivalent of the uh, Emerald Dream. Um, so then the fourth covenant is the Valinir, uh, home, uh, they're making their home in Ravendreth. They are the vampiric uh, race of the Shadowlands. True edgelords. Now, and now before we go any further, out of those four, Thematically, which one calls to you? The angelic beings. Okay, you're going with the Kyrians, okay? Gav? Yes. Uh, Molgoths or Gothgoths? Okay, so you're either Necrolords or Venthyr? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, Venthyr is the one that calls to me. Now, here's my problem. As a shaman, as a as a restful shaman specifically, who does primarily mythic plus and raiding, uh, I don't want to pick them, like at all. Why? I don't want to pick them at all because their abilities suck comparatively. Yep. So there's a right choice to make for your spec in class. I want to. I I should be taking the Kyrian because Vesper Totem is fucking ridiculous just from the description. 
But what are the different abilities each of them has? So each of them has uh, abilities that all classes will have based on the covenant, and then each class has an individual ability that they get based on their covenant choices. Uh, yeah. So uh, the covenant ability from the Kyrian uh, that everyone will get is uh, summon steward. Now this will summon something that will uh, restore your health and remove all cursed disease, poisons, and bleed effects. And it basically then gives you a guild herald. Yes. Um, I don't know what a guild herald is. It's a pet that you can buy that basically gives you access to your guild bank and some useful functions. Yep. You can order that once per day. Um, the Venthyr, they get Door of Shadows. Uh, you went through the shadows, appearing at a targeted location. So the it's question a blank. is, are they also going to get, um, uh, what is it, Death Bloom? Since they're going for being Reaper, apparently. Die, die, die. God damn it. Uh, Necrolords uh, will get Flesh Craft. Uh, you form a shield around you that prevents damage equal to a portion of your maximum health. And standing near a corpse of a defeated enemy when the ability is cast will make this shield even larger. She's hungry. So tanks are going to pick that. Tanks have to go to Necrolords. Confirmed. <laughs> um, so Covenant for Night Fae is Soul Shape. You turn into a Velpine, increase movement speed, um, and when reactivated, it will teleport you forward a short distance. I like that. So your Priest Covenant class abilities... Kevin. Oh yes, specifically for your Priest, Kevin. So, we don't know the Night Fae one, so we don't know that one yet. No. Uh, boon of the Ascended. This is your Kieran one. Uh, to gain a boon, uh, you gain a boon of the Ascended, gaining access to Ascended Nova and Ascended Blast, increasing your movement speed. Both abilities damage your enemies and heal your allies, and build power that will erupt in a powerful explosion, damaging and healing at the end of the boon. The That's for Kieran. Yeah. So basically, an orgasm. Yes. Basically an orgasm of power for healing and damage, yes. So then you okay. get also access to mind games from the Venthyr, which is assault an enemy's mind, dealing shadow damage and briefly reversing their perception of reality. For a period of time, the next damage they deal will heal the target, and the next healing they do will damage the target. Okay. So it's a good PvP ability. It's a great PvP ability. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous, actually. Jesus yep. Christ. So, Unholy Nova from the Necrolords. An explosion of dark energy heals nearby allies and infects nearby enemies with Unholy Transfusion. Unholy Transfusion deals shadow damage over time. Enemies who damage this target will also receive healing. So, um, Unholy Nova I'm seeing as more of a discipline kind of ability. Or yeah, I would see that more discipline. As, as a kind of discipline sort of ability to add a little bit of extra healing. Uh, maybe also Holy, though. It could also be good for Holy-ish. Uh, depending on, you know, uh, how much AoE is going out and things like that. The thing is, uh, both of those work really well for Discipline and Holy. Both of those do mm -hmm. work really well for Discipline and Holy. Yeah. Not so much for PvP. I would probably no. say Mythic Plus. They're not I uh, No, Unholy great. Nova I could definitely... Unholy Nova I could definitely see as being decent in PvP, especially if you're going up against like a cleavish yeah, kind of Yeah, but not as good as main, main games. No, not as good as mind games because that just kind of is. That's kind of fucking ridiculous. Yes, um, I would say Unholy Nova and Boon are not probably that great for Mythic Plus compared to what they would do for raiding, raid healing. 
I'd, I'd definitely say they were more Raider talents. Yeah. I would um, agree. I would agree. They they would be okay for Mythic Plus, but they wouldn't be the be-all and end-all. You wouldn't be going for, oh, I need to pop this button now. It wouldn't be an, oh, God. But I could potentially see that in a raid situation. Um, um, Paladin so, is kind of universal-ish. I haven't read the Paladin ones yet. That's okay. No, we're good. We're good. We can keep going. Um, I just want to look at. I just want to point out the shaman ones. So now, bear in mind, I said I want to play Venthyr. I want to play. Uh, I want to. I want to be Venthyr because they thematically are amazing to me. Um, the, we only have Kyrian and Venthyr available for shaman at the moment. So Kyrian, summon a totem to the target location for thirty seconds. Your next three damaging spells or abilities will cause the totem to radiate arcane damage to enemies near the totem and your next three healing spells will heal up to six allies near the totem six allies six allies six allies um ca- casting this ability again while the totem is active will relocate the totem now that's the vent that's the uh the cure that's the cure one so i'm a raider that's fucking brilliant for raiding <laughs> That's fucking perfect for raiding. Um, chain, chain Harvest. Send a wave of anima uh, at the tar- target of which then jumps to additional nearby targets. Deals shadow damage uh, to enemies and restores health to allies. Each target critically struck the, reduces the cooldown. Now, when I know I'm going to be able to get six additional heals on people on my next three spells... Why the fuck, as a raider, would I go for the Venthyr when I can guarantee six burst heals on people three times? And it over? really, de- I mean, looking at it, it really depends on how many targets Chain Harvest jumps to. It all depends, but if it's if it works anything like Chain Heal, it's not going to be as strong. It's only going to be what is it? Uh, five three. targets, three, three targets for Chain Heal. So, I mean, unless it's like five to eight targets on Chain Harvest, it's not going to be really worth it as a rating talent. I mean, it'd be, gr- it'd be still be great, great as Plus. a great for Mythic Plus, but not good for a rating environment, I don't think, personally. So, I want to take Venthyr, but I kind of have to take Kieran unless that one does five to eight targets. Mm-hmm. I still think I you should go with this. what you think you like thematically. Thematically, yes, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic. But he's and, he tries to do uh he does rating. He does high high-ish end rating. He needs to eke out what he can to be pertinent and useful to the group. Remember, Kevin. Don't you, you unlock pick- all of them anyway? No. You the 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 one you pick once you hit level cap is the one you stick. There is there is very difficult to change to a different one. Not that like once you reach cap, you can like do the other ones later. No, that's on an alt. So what, Kevin? The first time you play through in Shadowlands, you go through every single zone, meeting every single covenant, and when you hit level cap, you choose a covenant. Which one you want to? help more than the others when you choose it you get that covenant's abilities you can change but it is a 
but from what Blizzard have said, it is a difficult thing to do to change to another covenant. So it's not like, okay, mm. we're raiding tonight, I'm going to go change to this one, but then I'll change back for Mythic Pluses. You can't, it's, you can't do that. That's not how it's going to work. Mm. Yeah, this is not going to be like swapping your spec. This is like you have to devote some time to it. From what we under, from what we understand, it will require a time devotion to get up. Okay. So it's it, it's an it's, illusion of choice. It's another illusion of choice. Yeah, you have a choice of these, but you could min max and you know do the content you want to do or not. Or, you know, go into a, a raid group and be told, uh, what's your covenant? Uh, swear to well, God, if that becomes a thing, I swear to fucking God. It'll be on raider.io. Uh-huh. I'm sure. Sorry, Chris, you didn't pick the right covenant. You yeah. can't join our and group. You'll, 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 yeah, no, 100%. It's like LFD uh, looking for group heroic one two in had a healer drop uh yeah i'd like to come um i'm a i'm a raid healer in a in a heroic guild and uh, you know i've killed this boss several times i have a lot of good experience with it what's your covenant so stone's point brings us to our next item on the list um stone says everyone everyone is yeah uh everyone is demanding they're being able to swap around and blizzard said they were trying to save what they have before giving in um that was mentioned during an interview with ian hasacostas by the twitch streamer Slute, uh which is the next one on our list stone so thanks for that great segue yep uh this is also where we got the aoe changes information from too so AOE change? Oh, the Anhazakosis mm-hmm. interview. Um, should we just go straight to the Covenants thing and talk about that first? Because that's sure probably one of yeah. the biggest things at the minute from this interview. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so as it's, we, we have, I think Gav and I have made it very clear, we do not like the Covenant system in its current iteration. Agreed? Yep. Um, Gavin, what's your overall opinion on the Covenants as it stands Aiden. at the moment? I feel like you should be able to play and read the story that you want to read instead of picking it based on a talent that you're going to get. Okay, Seems so dumb to me. you do not like the Covenant system either in its current iteration. Would that be fair to say? No. Okay. I don't. Um, so, Ian, uh, during, during the interview, uh, Ian and uh, Slips talk about the Covenants. Um, and it was pointed that some of the community thoughts uh, initially thought Covenants were just a cosmetic feature but it is a core part of gameplay and story. Um, let's see. Uh, the, they hope that they can balance Covenant abilities so that they aren't a huge power difference between them. Um, and the, the team is holding out for meaningful choice. Uh, the second that the team says that the only, cosmeti- the only cosmetics fall into, that, uh, into the choice that are hard, uh, hard to change... It's when the RPG elements are removed from the game. But then they also ask, is this an RPG anyways? And we were. Yeah, is this not an RPG anymore? Which... I mean, then you also, we also did forget to mention uh, Covenant-specific legendary items, Trees of Traits, Transmog abilities, mm-hmm. that are all going to be tied to the Covenant system. 
which uh, let's be honest, uh, at least for me anyway, the biggest reason I want to go to Inventir is for that fucking transmog shit. It looks amazing, and I want it. I mean, backpack, 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 a riot, backpack, a riot, backpack, a riot. So I would say, too bad if you don't pick the other one with the OP ability, covers. you're never going to be able to play another Mythic Plus dungeon again. I'm sorry, at this point, screw the backpack. I just want my hunters to have goddamn quivers. I want hunter quivers. Please make it a thing. You can okay. just transmog into the legendary. Oh, wait. No oh, way. Only marksmen can do that. I'm a Beastmaster hunter. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh huh. Uh, right. Back back on the topic. Uh-huh. Um superior spec. Fuck you, tell me. Lost your train of thought. No, LB's just being a dick. <clears throat> um the I've said that they can fall back on allowing you to swap covenant abilities if they fail, but uh it'll look odd and feel bad. The game loses something by doing so. Um what is the path? Uh, forward that isn't just don't ever attach power to any kind of meaningful choice, which is fair. I I get that part. I, mm -hmm. I I I don't I don't want them to just be don't don't attach any power to any kind of meaningful choice, but do it right. I mean, if the main part of it is about story, then I would say take out the abilities altogether. Why like why do you have to tie it to what you want to do from a transmog and from a story perspective. I would much rather see if, see if they have to do see if they, they want to add some kind of power to the meaningful choice. I feel like it would be better if it was all utility based and it didn't actually right. increase your output. We've talked about that so many times before. We've spoke about that during Legion with the legendary system. Yep, exactly. We did. The, if if when legendaries were first introduced, all of them were utility and none of them was power, it, I think it would have been a better system personally. Exactly, because that way the things that you want to do that look cool are separated from the things that you need to do from a power perspective. Mm -hmm. And you can agree. you choose the one because, like, yeah, I mean, the way that I look in the game. Like the transmog, like you know, this is this is taking it way further than it needs to be taken. But like, I look different than I'm sure what they expect a priest to look like in the game, right? And I have a bunch of abilities and powers that have nothing to do with how I look, and vice versa. Um, my sh my shaman is literally a fox that's wearing a fox's head, <laughs> right? And like the choices that you're making aesthetically, now they're saying, well, if you want to pick that transmog and if you want to look like that, then you need to take these abilities, whether you like them or not. Or if you want the good abilities, you have to look like this, and you have to be able to be live a, be okay with these choices. And you know, it's just it seems really weird that they're yeah. trying to tie everything together into locking you into one of these covenant systems. Yeah, he ends mm. the covenant section by saying covenants are a personal journey. Your friends may be sent to the same place. You can group up and work together. The team doesn't want to separate players. You should be able to play with your friends outside of the small piece that is the covenant campaigns. Which I'm not going to argue with. We should. I don't. I have no issues with playing with my friends, and I have no issues with covenants being a personal choice. But can the choice? 
be the one I want to pick or the one that I want the cool stuff, the cool ability from? Why does it? Ha- why does it have? To- why can't mm. it be both? I disagree with that fundamentally. Anyway, because when we all started playing Battle or um, Legion, not everybody went to the same starting zones, and like it took me. Well, that's why it's changed. That's why. That's why mm. it's a singular route to do it now. There's only one route through for your first time through. Okay. So you so start off in ba- everyone that. starts off in Bastion. Yeah, it's not. It's not a case of it's a fix, Kevin. It's a case of. They're doing storytelling from a different angle this time. They tried they tried with Legion and they tried with Battle for Azeroth to have an overarching story that had little that had some something minor to do with each of the zones, but each of the zones had their own independent stories. This time they're telling the overarching story through your zone progression. Each of the zones will have a story, but they're the B stories rather than being the zone's main story. That is a better way to go about it. I mean, first and foremost, for me, it's a massively multiplayer game, and I want to play and do quests with my friends. You know, not wait a month until people get done the zones and are all in the same zone. No, I mean, that's... (laughs) It's arguable that WoW is even an MMO anymore, but, you know. Yeah, I, I... There's there's times where I will argue that as well, to be honest. I do more solo content than I do group content at this point. And and part of that is because we are just jaded vets of the game. I mean, you look at Kevin. Kevin finds a lot of joy in just going out and doing quests and dungeons and stuff with party members. And you and I are both played this game so long. It's just like, okay, how do I get through all the bullshit to get to the end? How do I get through all the bullshit so I can get to the fun part? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's just a side effect of having played the game for 15 years, you know? Yep. <laughs> We're so jaded and old. Mm-hmm. It's just a side effect. I mean, I still find a lot of joy in certain activities, but at the same time, I'm also just sitting there going, okay, um, how do I make this go faster? All right, all right. Like when I first started playing with my wife, uh, start playing WoW with my wife, um, we would, she would, um, she would want to try to experience everything in the zone, and I'd be just like, "No, here's where the grinding spot is. Um, you get on your druid, and I will, and we'll, um, and I'll get on my mage, and we'll just grind through this. You know, this is Raven Hill Cemetery. We're just gonna stay here for like three levels." Just grind the shit out of it. Yeah. No, I Is remember she's still with you. Yeah. Because my wife and I came to a very stark realization that we want different things out of video games, so we don't really play video games together. There are a couple of other really interesting things that did come from this interview, though. Um, one thing that I did find quite interesting um, is the teams want to do tier sets again, uh, but they will not be in the first patch of this expansion. Um, I think they realized uh, we fucked up uh, when they took out tier sets. Well, they 100% fucked up when they took out tier sets. Yep. Uh, But I think the reason we're not getting them for the first patch is that, well, the art is already done. um, And they've more than likely been done on an armor set basis rather than a class basis. So Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see them for the next tier, personally. I'm thinking the the tier after. You think the tier after? I think think we'll definitely... 
We will definitely see them back in this expansion. I think we'll both agree on that. Yes, 100%. Um, whether it's this, where it's the next tier or the tier after, we will see them back. Um, yes, and I'm 100%. very glad about it. Because yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I like having... I'm, I like the armors. I like the different armors that each class gets. It symbolizes them as a class, and it's nice. I hate, I hate the fact that, as it stands at the minute, if Transmog didn't exist, all mayor wares would look the fucking same. At least if... At least if you're running a 10-man and you have a hunter and a shaman, they will look different. <laughs> I mean, we could just go back to the uh, Wrath of the Lich King model for tier set. I mean, Make can we not? everything identical. Can Make everything not? identical. Completely. Can we not? Trial of the Crusader. Are you a druid or are you a rogue? Are you a priest or you're a warlock and you tank or do you just smack things with a big sword oh wait but that's two different classes shit it's both classes at the same time shit which one are you i mean is that going to be a problem that they're adding back so many abilities where you know somebody comes into the the group and you're like okay you're a priest but like are you using the right abilities or do you not know what you're doing they were no, already doing that with the talent that, that system. Was, that was already a thing. <laughs> that's, that's been a thing in this game for 15 years, buddy. Did you pick the right talent at level 90? <laughs> like, even back in the day, did you go far enough down your holy tree to get your right ability? No? You're an idiot. Well, even in, <laughs> even in Shadowlands, I mean, we're no, getting but, so many abilities back. I mean, most of the abilities they're bringing back are... Branching abilities back to classes that originally had them. Uh, or there are situational. Or the situationals, like Mind Soothe. Mind Smooth is, is going to be baseline, and it's going to be fun to watch people realize, which one do I need? What, what's Mind Soothe? It's like, no, just hit this guy right here that's wandering around. Hit him with the Mind Soothe. Don't oh, get within five feet of him. Can you imagine the people going back to Shaman, and they've never experienced one Fury Totem, and then it's there? Like, what's this? Why do I have this? What? What is a drop totem and ignore? It's something I drop and I can ignore it. What? Huh? What? I I drop four totems and I need to make sure all four totems are always on the ground. What? What that? I've never had to actually look at my totems and manage them before. What the fuck? Where? What's a macro? How do I summon <laughs> four totems from a macro? What? Oh, uh, honestly, even just things like that, I'm quite excited for. I really am. Just, just be able to drop totems and just like they're down, go for it, bitches type thing. I'm excited for it. I mean, I'm I'm glad there's something in it for the, the nostalgia freaks, but like, what about newer players like me? I think once you actually get your hands on this, you will like it. You will. I. I think. The priest changes are that are small enough that it will still feel like the same game to you, just with a couple of extra utility things. I think it's going to make leveling as holy a lot easier for you. Yeah, you you will not have to go shadow to do to do world switch to discipline anyway. So that way you don't have to worry about it ever again. Even if you don't like, even if you don't like discipline and you prefer holy, having uh, power word pain and shadow word pain and shadow word death and mind blast. Is oh, yeah, going to make doing nice. world quests a lot better for you as holy. 
And I mean, it's also going to make it easier as discipline because guess what? Mind blast is on the um, is on your uh, is part of your atonement healing. Stone says it's not that bad to level as whole. Yeah, it's Stone, not. We it's know, not. But this is Kevin. I know. I we know. But this is the Kevin. entire game leveling as holy. <laughs> yeah, holy is not terrible these days. It's it's not. I mean, it's just smite spam. But I mean. Yeah, it would be better to have the instant dot because that thing is great to tag things with. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole kind of point for it. It's like it gives you rather than having to use your rebukes, or I mean, do you even still have rebukes? Chastise. I don't know. Uh, rebuke. Uh, chastise is there, but obviously, it's uh, they are the 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 power the holy words things. Yeah. So they're they're different than wearing cataclysm. Yeah. I miss chakras. They were great. Chakras were amazing. They were fun. They they were they were fun added complexity to a class that had lost a lot of complexity. Yep. I mean, not they had a lot of complexity in vanilla, but just the ability to like, okay, I'm I I need to be I need to be the best AoE healer humanly possible. Switch to the AoE chakra. Okay, it's single target phase. Swap. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that that would be a lot worse for people, new players. Like, the chakra system was a lot worse for new players than anything else they could be doing right now. Yes, chakra was very complicated if you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Did you guys read that there's going to be no war forging, titan forging, or corruption in Shadowlands? Yep, yep. and there is no replacement for them either. I believe Ian wow. actually, I believe the quote hmm. from Ian is, let loot be loot. Let well, yes, I was loot. about to say that, and I'm so fucking glad. Now, the downside, because I'm a geo crafter, they don't know what they're going to be doing with geo crafting and other professions at the moment for loot. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, there's still a little bit of RNG because tertiary stats are still a thing, and I do like a lot of the tertiary stats. They're pretty cool, and obviously, gems are RNG right now. I kind of wish they weren't because I do actually kind of miss meta sockets. Sockets. Bring I back meta sockets. Bring back meta sockets. Bring back meta sockets. Meta sockets yeah. are riot. No, I agree. I don't know I what kind of sockets you're talking about. But... <laughs> there used to be a head socket called a meta socket that you had to meet certain and... requirements of gems in your armor. Yep. And the, back in the day, there were three different gem colors. You had blue, red, and yellow. And they were dispersed over the primary and secondary stats. So I had like like... Yellow was agility and mastering. You had the combos. You had combos also. Yeah, you had combos. You had combos, but you had people primarily use the people the, primarily the, the use the ones. yellows, the blues, and the greens. Yeah, They're the yellows, they use the, blues and the reds. Yeah. Um. So primarily, you would put it's like say a meta socket was two green, two reds, and a blue. You would have to put two reds and a blue into that gems that that meta gem to make the meta buff work. Say it was like. 200 crit and uh, a chance to reset a spell something like that hey i mean the, the the things were a lot meta sockets were a lot weaker than we're giving them credit for it yes. was generally stuff like you get a five percent boost to your run speed and like 20 spell power yeah it was not a huge amount it was not huge but they could be very game-changing depending on what kind of what what content you did um, there were optimal metas for each, like what you were doing at the time. 
but they were pretty easy to deal with. Metas weren't really all that expensive in the long run. I mean, they were expensive, but... They were expensive because dual crafters had to make some money somewhere. But Mm -hmm. yeah, they weren't like super expensive. Yeah, but so I mean, the thing is, it's like you could switch your meta gem up pretty freely. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it. I, I missed the meta gem. It system. was a choice that you could make. See what I did yeah, there? I mean, and they were small enough that it wasn't a huge problem if you didn't quite have the right one in. Yeah, it was like don't get me wrong. Like by the end of the expansion. Um, especially when you're doing progression on the last boss, because the last boss is always, well, usually, no, I was fucking definitely say usually, because it wasn't the case this time around, um, is a bit more difficult. So you kind of want to min max if you're pushing for those, like, firsts and stuff like that. Um, but it was never really a case of you're absolutely garbage because you don't have this. It's, it's like uh, the glyph system. Like, mm-hmm. the minor glyphs, the minor glyphs were fantastic because minors were choices. Majors were there were usually two. There were usually two that you absolutely had to have. Like for discipline, you had to have Mm -hmm. the one where you could move while doing penance. Mm -hmm. You had to have that. Yeah, or uh, the Uh, one where it like doubled the length of your spirit of redemption, or something like that. Or your spirit uh, of redemption was increased every time you healed somebody, or something like that. Mandatory holy one was change your light whale into a light funnel so that it automatically healed people. Because no one fucking clicks the goddamn light whale. And that was how they fixed light (sighs) whale. And then they took it out, which was so sad. I love light whale. I miss light whale. It was such a good ability. I loved it. Um, but yeah, it's like, but then you usually had like one slot that you could free up to do whatever you wanted with. So there did give you a modicum of choice associated with it. I still think Path of the Titans was a better system that they scrapped, but that's just me. Despite the fact that Path of the Titans eventually became artifact weapons. Just me, though. Moving on. <laughs> Kevin's just like, I'm bored with this now. Yeah, they're ganging up on me. I'm bored I mean, with it. We've been talking about WoW forever now. That's the uh, problem, though. It's a WoW, it's a very WoW heavy day. Okay, fuck y'all. We're going to talk about goddamn Hearthstone then. Oh, but there's. Okay. No, uh, I mean, there's. there's. I don't think What else did you want to talk, talk about? about wow. What's well, a we Torghast? We haven't talked about Torghast at all yet. We haven't talked about the new starter experience at all yet. We haven't talked about the testing schedule at all yet. <laughs> I don't give two shits about the testing schedule. That's fine. But I think we could definitely talk about Torghast. I think we basically covered class design in the last mm-hmm. like 30 minutes. Yeah, I would agree. What the fuck is a Torghast? <laughs> um, okay, yep. do you remember when we were the playing Final Fantasy fourteen? Do you remember Final Fantasy fourteen, and we took you through Palace Something of the of Dead? Something of the Damned. Palace of Palace the Dead. Palace of the Dead. Okay, yeah. And you gave up on it because... You start at level zero. Well, it's going to work differently in WoW, but yes, you start at level zero, you work your way up to your level cap, and you just grind and try and get as far as you can and get shit from it. Okay. This is WoW's equivalent. I mean, reading about it, it kind of reminds me of sort of like an expanded Fallen Expedition. Sort of. What's a Fallen Expedition? Oh, dear God. Never mind. Chris, keep talking. I don't don't know what a Fallen Expedition is either. The Fallen Invasion. uh, Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I got it. I got it. (laughs) 
You mean where you have like a group of the fallen and you where it's sort of like through. it's it's sort of like a a mini game semi locked mini game sort of deal, but not completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. what it sounds like to me as I've been looking at it. Kind of, but not quite. That's the only frame of reference I have for it. So the the thing we have the thing that during this interview that Ian was talking about is that the there will be limits to how many Torghast runs you can do. Um, this is to stop players from running practice runs constantly, because you know players will do that. We're <laughs> we have no no worries with banging our heads against something until we get it. So players will do that. World first, am I right? Yep. <laughs> um. So there will be limits on how many you can do. Uh, the team wants you to have lots of ways to earn more keys. Um, so if you play more WoW, you get more keys to do more runs. Oh, oh, Chris. You mean not just grinding out like dailies every day? Or, you know, grinding out uh, whatever the nether shard was for more attempts at the Fallen? Mm. Right. Um, so Chris, It was mana crystals. Chris, mana crystals, yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris. Hey. How hype would you be if they brought attempt limits back? Oh, I the world love... first might actually be fun. I would love to see attempt limits again. That would be the hilarious. world first race might actually last longer than a week. Yep. I mean, they're just—they're all going to do so splits, you can, but so you can watch nerds sit around a table and talk about how they're going to do the fight longer. That sounds very entertaining. Oh, it would be hilarious because it's like, ah, oh, fuck, we fucked up. We only have, we only what have was fifteen the last attempts. One? Was it Raden and Pandaria? No, Garrosh. Garrosh had it. Garrosh on Mythic, I think. Garrosh on Mythic had had attempts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the last time we've seen that. So I think, I think, I think it was either Raden or Garrosh. I want to say it was Pandaland because I don't think they brought it, it back. Was definitely Pandaland. I was definitely panel. I don't think they brought. Well, no, wasn't there one that had attempts in Warlords? Wasn't there Not like a mythic only boss? And... There was a mythic only phase for one of the bosses. For Chogal, there was a mythic only th- where Chogal showed up at the last boss of um, Heimal, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't um, limited. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. Uh... So. I think um, Torghast will have legendary items that are craftable and unlocked from sources in Torghast, the Maw and, Sh- and Shadowlands throughout. And those recipes will be account-wide. Yay. Um, the, you might see some uh, old bonuses on legendary items returning, uh, potentially from um, all over the game. Not just like the Legion legendaries. We don't know. We don't know the details on these yet, but they could be coming from anywhere. We don't know. Um, I would like to see some some of the Legion ones come back. They were some of them were pretty fucking cool. Um, any legendaries at, even out with Legion that you would like to see come back as a bonus on these items? Eh, not really. Oh come on. There's too many to count at this point, my friend. That's fair. I want to see the I want to see the Ulduar one come back, the healing one. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be interesting. That'd be pretty bitchin'. I love that one. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, 
the team Torgas, the team wants Torgas, uh, the team wants to get Torgas fully stood up and then add rewards. Uh, and Torgas will have cosmetics, story progression, and legendary rewards. You'll want one of those three. I mean, I want, I, I want, I want at least two of them. I want cosmetics and story progression. I don't mind about legendary rewards. I still think the best legendary system they had was in Mr. Pandaria. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Where it was down to your personal progression. Now, this is a big one. No emissaries. Emissaries are gone. It's part of the covenant system now, right? Yeah, replaced uh, with I mean... covenant, call covenant callings. A little more flexibility. Emissaries remixed, essentially. Mm. Uh, let's see. Is there anything else in this interview that's quite interesting? Uh, there was one thing. I can't remember where it was, so where is it? Alt friendliness. Alt friendliness uh, is going to be a big part of this expansion. As far as alt friendliness goes, Shadowlands should be better on all fronts. There's no PAP or long tail grind uh, that you feel like you need to be always doing. The big, the best part is that. I will be able to say, right, my main is done for the week. Let's work on some alts. As a person that doesn't have alts, great, I'm done for the week. Let's unsubscribe the video game. Yeah, knock yourself out. <clears throat> yeah, knock yourself out. I have alts that I love playing, so I will play those more this expansion. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, you shouldn't feel like you're sacrificing your main to make progress on alts. But I am okay with that. Uh, right. Alt friendly. Alt friendly. Uh, let's very quickly talk about the new leveling experience. So, uh, as everyone is very much aware, uh, we're getting level squished. We're going to be level 50 when the pre patch goes live. For a month, Retail WoW will have a lower level cap than Classic WoW. Mm -hmm. Which I think is hilarious, by the way. I think it's fucking hilarious. It is going to be absolutely hilarious. Um, uh, if you are a brand new player to the game and you have never played World of Warcraft before, your leveling path will be as follows. You zone into the new starting experience, um, which is an, uh, an island that you will play through as Alliance or Horde, uh, learning your new skills and just going through Exile's Reach and playing the game. Once you hit level 10 you will automatically uh, be pushed into the Battle for Azeroth content. Battle for Azeroth will get you from level one, uh, 10 all the way through to 50, and then you will enter uh, Shadowlands. If you are a veteran player or have already went through the Exiles Reach experience, uh, you will have a choice of going through Exiles Reach or going through your races starter experience so if you're a blood elf you will go through uh, sun river isle if you're a human you will go through goldshire and uh Elman forest um at that point once you hit level 10 you will have a choice which expansion do i want to play and you will play from 10 to 50 through that expansion mm. 
And from there, you will then move on to Shadowlands. One expansion. Yep. So it's been designed to, to go through wh- that whatever expansion you want. Um, if you are a allied race or a death knight or a demon hunter, you will start at a higher level. Uh, all allied races will start at level 10. And death knights and demon hunters, with the death knights excluding allied race death knights, will start at level 8, play through their starting experience, and be level 10 by the time they finish. Very weird. What if I wanted to play multiple expansions? Then you can go through and play whatever expansion you want. And you play multiple expansions during 10 to 15? I mean, you play th- you, you can play through it, and then you can go back and do whatever you want, Kevin. But to level, you only can pick one. You only need to pick one. Okay. Like They are designing the leveling experience so that if you go through Wrath of the Lich King in its entirety, you will be capped out and ready to move on to Shadowlands. If you go through Burning Crusade in its entirety, you'll be ready to move on to Shadowlands. Whichever expansion you'd want to play through, whichever one you enjoy the most, or whichever one you've never really experienced, you can now experience in, t- in its entirety in its leveling experience. Oh, okay. I mean, that's different than how it is now, so that's interesting. Yeah, as it stands right now, I have... I, I've been leveling a de- I was leveling a, an Alliance Death Knight and I chose Wrath of the Lich King and I'm in Northrend. I am not even finished Borean Tundra and I think I'm four levels away from moving on to Mists of Pandaria. I've not even finished one zone and I'm ready to move on. Yeah, Stacked that doesn't... Son. Stacked in heirlooms. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily feel good either. So, I like the fact... And apparently, now I... I, I can't find the article where I saw this, but apparently it takes little over 12 hours to entirely level 1 to 50. That seems very fast. Well, you're only going through one expansion. You can do an expansion's leveling content in about 12, for 12 to 15 hours. Uh, it is a post on Icy Veins. Is it Icy Veins? I saw it. Redditor DeMephisto tried to level a new character from scratch on the Shadowlands Alpha, and it took him 12 hours and 16 minutes to reach level 50 without heirlooms. Without heirlooms. Now, now they also are noting that uh, XP gains may have been sped up for the purpose of testing the Shadowland Alphas. So, So, yeah, potentially that could change when it goes live, but for the information we have at the moment, you're looking at about 12 to 15 hours, give or take, without... In fact, there are time breakdowns. So 10 to 20 was 2 hours and 30 minutes. 20 to 30 was 4 hours and 50. This is another 2 hours. Um, 30 to 40 was 4 hours. And 40 to 50 was another 4 hours. It's important to note that the player who did this was a veteran player. uh, Mm -hmm. And he he was leveling a, a Dark Iron Dwarf by the looks of it. Yep. So he skipped 1 to 10. Uh, because he's a dark iron dwarf. Yeah, but they're also saying it should take you about sixty minutes to get through the between forty to sixty minutes to get through the initial leveling area. Yeah, so, so uh, 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 
at its worst, add an error to that, give or take. I would say at its worst, at, at its worst, at the XP rates that they currently have, I would say it'd probably be 15 hours, start to finish. Two eight-hour sessions would get you up to. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I would 50. agree with that. Which I'm okay with, to be honest. I'm more than okay with that. Yeah. But I, I will say from the screenshot, it. I will say from the screenshots of the of Exile's Reach, the place does look pretty sweet. <laughs> it's, it looks like a really good intro to new players. Uh, on the on the alpha currently, that is available for the Alliance uh, site. So if you are an alpha, you can test that and see that at the moment on the Alliance experience. So if you there's if you're in the alpha. Knock yourself out. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is... I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. You know Anything... I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Anything we want to talk about before we move on? Because there, that, that was a lot, and there's a lot to still go through. There's still a shitload of stuff to go through. Uh, I'm done if y'all are done. I'm good. Um, I'm good too. Okay. Um, so we can talk. I will talk for a couple of minutes about Hearthstone, but it's not going to be very much. Um, just for the sake of brevity, because uh, we are approaching the two hour mark at this point. So uh, Demon Hunters got nerfed day one or day two. Like immediately, like windmill slam nerf because they were insane, um, and they're still pretty good. So yeah, um, if you like Hearthstone, I'll be happy to talk to you about it privately afterwards. But we won't talk too much about it right now because everybody just kind of tunes out when I talk about Hearthstone, anyways. Um, pretty much. It, yep, there was a fantastic death of a game, which is a series that I have been watching for a long time. Um, at this point. Uh, it is on YouTube. Uh, we'll have a link in the show description, but it's basically sort of a deep dive into what kills a game. Fascinating. And it's I love these things. Um, I have been watching this guy's uh, NS. Um, I've been watching this guy's channel for years and years and years. Um, he's Nerd Slayer. He's fantastic. Uh, the videos are really slickly produced, and he has done fantastic work in the past. Um, uh, he did really good uh, breakdowns on Artifact, Battleborn, uh, Lineage 2, Resident Evil Online, um, Shadowrun 2007, which was such a, that was a disaster. Um, he's But he's done a lot of really good videos on this kind of stuff. And um, even though I hate the fedora he wears, he is actually a quality content creator. So give him some support if you can. We'll have a link in the show description. Gavril, did I tell you that I watched the entire death of the game? You watched the entire uh, series? No, death of the game for Heroes of the Storm. That's that's impressive for you, Kevin. Sitting down and sitting still for seventeen minutes. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, for you, buddy. the thing that really struck me about it, and that I didn't realize as it was happening, but that. Um, a lot of the hype and everything surrounding Heroes Esports League and te- and scene 
was all manufactured by Blizzard, and you know they were putting up a million dollars of prize money every year for BlizzCon, mm-hmm. and then they were just like, hey, you know, we're not getting enough people watching this. They probably weren't making enough back on it, and they were like, yeah, we're done with this, and you know, just we killed all, the entire. Team. We all knew they weren't. We all knew it was not organic. Like everybody knew it wasn't like strictly organic. Blizzard was flogging that really badly because they didn't have a good esports thing. They needed a they needed a secondary esports thing to, to uh, supplement Hearthstone. Though I want to move on from this, but isn't that just the same as what League did with what Riot did with League? It was an attempt to destroy StarCraft esports. Pretty much uh, them. Except uh, theirs was successful. Uh, it didn't destroy StarCraft esports, but it, it gave them a really good esports uh, scene. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like StarCraft so versus esports and, out there isn't yeah. organic. Most esports out there was as manufactured. There, yeah, uh, it's just the organic of whether it succeeds or not. Yep, yeah, uh, League versus Heroes of New Earth. That was a big one when they both came out originally. You know, um, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's crazy. So much of it is just is just manufactured hype. So, uh, I mean, yeah. that that's why they have to put sponsored tags on videos now in YouTube. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's it still stings for the people who are really into it because it did have a really, you know, avid following, and you know, the the sixty thousand small- people who did watch BlizzCon, uh, Heroes Esports. I mean. Fucking it had loved a it. Small and avid we were there every year, day two, for Heroes Esports. That's all we cared about, and, day two. And the hype was real. I mean, it was. But the problem is, is, it's a niche audience. It's a small audience because at that point, um, and we're gonna get, we're getting into it, but I'm gonna try to make this really quick. Um, there was a small audience comparative to the tens, uh, hundreds of thousands that watched Dota and League on a regular basis and the potential in the millions for people watching things like the international and things like that. Yeah. But I mean, the game was like a year old, two years old. I mean, it doesn't matter, dude. ROI these days, you have to turn a profit fast, especially with something that you're sinking tens of millions of dollars in, in development and marketing into. I think people still would have watched it even if there wasn't a million dollars worth of prizes and it could have grown slower. I doubt you would have had enough players if it didn't have a million dollars in prizes. Speaking of BlizzCon, though, um, probably not going to happen this year. That's a very... uh, It hasn't been cancelled yet. It hasn't been cancelled, but it's up in the air. They're they're hoping... The thing is, for the normal... We don't even know... It probably won't be at its normal timeline time scale even if it does happen because Anaheim Convention Center... There's already so, there was already something booked for the normal BlizzCon uh, timeline time slot that it wasn't and it wasn't BlizzCon. So yep. either it's going to be somewhere else or it's going to be a different time. Yep. So we don't know. But it may happen. It may not. Unclear at the moment. Um, we'll find out though. Um. I'm just checking if there's any other major news stories we wanted to cover real quick. Uh, uh, potentially the 14 one. Uh, I guess, yeah, if you want to talk about that. Just real quick. Uh, patch uh, Final Fantasy 14 patch 5.25 went live uh, last week. Um, however, Square Enix on their official on their official 14 website posted a blog stating that 
It is unclear that patch uh, 5.3, which was planned for mid-June, will be delayed because of the current situation worldwide. It is currently unclear if it will be delayed for two, maybe three weeks, or even closer to a month. It will keep us posted as much as possible, but the health and safety of their crew, developers, and staff is precedent, which is fantastic. I'd much rather delay it and keep their staff safe and healthy. All we can really do is just uh, hope they do their best. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, so yeah, uh, 5.3 will be delayed. It's supposed to come out in July, I think it was. Did I say June? Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to come out in Ju- mid-June, but it's probably going to more, more than likely be mid-July, if not later. Oh, yeah. Ah. <sighs> oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Is there anything else on this list that we want to talk about, or should we save some stuff? I we don't need to get through it because later we'll be like, "Oh, it's too old. We can't talk about that anymore." Yeah. Um. So here is your rapid fire rundown of a couple of little things that we're going to talk about real quick. Um. So the Apex Legends Old Way event is going live soon, or is live now? I believe live. It's it live. is live now. Um, it is featuring some cosmetics and some story information for our wonderful uh, agender uh, hunter uh, known as Bloodhound. So. Hunter. Blood hunter. Blood hunter, yes. Blood hunter. The Blood thing hunter. that I wanted to point out about this is that it also heralds a permanent, permanent duos mode. So oh, you can play with a friend. Yep, Kevin. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we also got our first look at the Dual Sense, which is PS5's new controller, which looks like it's going to have some crazy color options available. It looks horrible. It, it looks god awful to hold, I think personally, yep. but it's going to have some crazy uh, color options. You know what? I I always say I prefer the PS4 controller over like the Xbox One controller. I think they're going more in the Xbox One route for this one. Um, we'll see. It it. It looks pretty, but it looks god awful to hold. I think only the colors don't look good. God-awful. I mean, there's a lot of color options from what I can. Yeah, like, there's a lot of color options. I think it's it looks pretty. Third, no, they're, they've only officially released the one that I linked to. All the other ones are fan art trying to fix the fucking thing. Oh well, that's good. That's that's uh, that's disappointing. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to fix the fucking thing. It's like. Two thirds white and then one third black. It just—I don't even understand what they were thinking with that design. I mean, I've seen worse designs. Mm. We'll see. I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. Ugh, makes me want to vomit. I don't think it's quite that bad, but okay. Um, I moving think, on. I don't think we're going to cover that last one about Steam because I don't believe those are still active. But how much were they? Because right now they're around they, forty dollars. Uh, they were a lot cheaper. Oh, okay, they were a lot cheaper, so we won't really cover that one. Um, but Obsidian apparently is making a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids survival game. Watch the trailer for this. It's a game called Grounded. It looks fucking amazing. Like. It's basically Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, but a survival game. Bear in mind, oh. it is an Xbox exclusive. It is an Xbox exclusive. So, 
Um, it's an Obsidian it looks game, very so, but cool. that means it will still very likely we will likely see it on Game Pass and probably see it on Steam as well too. So Maybe. if we see it on Steam, I'll grab it because it does look really fucking fun. You can like build houses. There's a bunch of weapon options. You fight giant ants and giant spiders. Well, normal size spiders and ants, but you're small. So, so it's Earth Defense Force. It's it, I think it's more it looks more like Fortnite, but um, I don't know. Like, uh, have to take a look at it. Um, yeah. And in our final, final bit of news. Um, we are going to talk uh, just real quick. Uh, D&D Beyond, a venerable website associated with Twitch and Amazon and uh, with Wizards of the Coast, uh, is releasing free content uh, to anybody who wants it. Yep, they're releasing multiple mm. adventures uh, areas, including uh, two from the Explorers Get to Worldmount and one and the Lost Mines of Fandelver, which... A lot of people in fifth edition see it as one of the best adventures uh, to introduce people. One of the yep. best, yeah, best introductory far, conventions. It is by far the best way to introduce a group of people to the game that have never played the game. Um, I think. Well, I think the starter kit and the essentials box are better in that regard. But I think well, that doesn't the starter kit and the essential box come with Lost Mines of Fandelver? They they lead into it basically. Yes. So yeah, those are uh, Lost Mines of Eldevil is available up till May fifth, and the two Explorers Guide to Worldmount uh, adventures are just free samples adventures for all. And oh. there is more free content coming from D and D Beyond and, and Wizards of the Coast. Yep, Wizards of the Coast is on their Twitter feed releasing free content every single day uh, while this is while this is going on in the world. Um, they are releasing many adventures and many packs, as well as coloring content for your children to keep them entertained while you play D&D. Let your child color a beholder in. Yep, that's what's available today. You've got a seafarer's guide uh, for your seafaring adventures and a coloring beholder. Yep. Just make sure you get all nine stocks correct. Always got to get those stocks correct. Always, always, um, always got to get those. Yeah, it's available right. through the uh, at wizards underscore D N D. That's the letter N uh, on their Twitter. So um, I think that's about all we really have to go over this week. What do you all think? I agree. Yep. I'm yep. starving. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so did anybody have any final thoughts about anything we talked about this today? I am very hopeful um, that Blizzard are actually going to listen to us, but I do understand that there is a past record of them not doing it. So, though I'm hopeful, I am not holding my breath about it. Um, I think the illusion of choice should not be the illusion of choice, and it should be actual choice. And I hope that there are going to be some different ways to tweak your character and still play the game and be useful in groups and parties and stuff. Um, that would be my choice. Neth's final, final thought is that Gav does a horrible impression of her. I think it's fantastic. Uh, my final thought is um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, call me a WoW subscriber. <laughs> that was good. I'll give you that. That was good. Uh, do that or don't do that, Kevin. Um, I mean, I'm gonna continue to harp on this, but do that. Play games with friends. 
Chris? Don't play games with friends. <laughs> My final thought is stay inside and stop being an asshole. Yes, that's a brilliant final thought. As a brilliant do that or don't do that. Stay the fuck inside. Um, yeah. Um, I guess that's going to go ahead and be our show for this week, folks. To talk to us during the week, you can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Mr. Kevin over here is at SwingCat with AK. Chris, of course, is at Akari underscore Mag. I, of course, am at Gavril underscore ET. That's two eyes, one L. Neth, who is not here, but is here with us spiritually in the chat, uh, is at Nethwinch. Uh, send emails to feedback at AzerothCTC.com. We love to hear from you. Uh, join us live on Saturdays when we record the stream uh, and stream the show here on twitch.tv slash AzerothCTC. Uh, for links to today's show, you can visit the website at www.srsctc.com. Shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. Say, please quit lying to me, Blizzard boys and girls. Please quit lying, please to, quit me, lying to me, Blizzard boys and girls. Oh, Kevin.